time to talk sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock on Sports is on the air. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. There's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directed. No, throw the end down. Battle intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. The All-American from LSU, rookie of the year a year ago. And White, 13 tackles, four assists, nine solos, and a pick in the end zone. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. Yeah, I'm living on cloud right, cloud nine right now. Anthony Nockreiner here with you. That was Gene Deckeroff on the call, play-by-play man for the Tampa Bay Sports Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers Radio Network. That was him on the call there as the Bucks win the Super Bowl, thirty-one to nine. Lots to break down. Lots to think about here on a Monday. Uh, a lot of you saw some of the social media stuff I did last night after the win. Yes, I know that fall was not graceful and whether it was a dive, whatever it was, I still have no idea what it was. Uh, it was uh, not exactly graceful, but I never claimed to be a ballerina. So I will say to last night, I just enjoyed it. It was pure enjoyment. Um, listen, I, I don't know what it's like to win multiple Super Bowls. I guess I do now, but still last night, like I'm a, I'm a pessimistic fan. All right, and especially with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they have broken my heart so many times. And you—you've—I'm sure you've all been there with your favorite teams. All right, because only one team can win the championship, and unless you're rooting for whichever team LeBron James is on, or you've been rooting for the New England Patriots for the last 20 years, or you've been rooting for the Yankees, uh, you know, you, you just don't get this feeling very often. And so you got to cherish it when you get it. And that was probably the biggest thing. So watching that game last night, I had a ton of fun uh, just getting to see my team win it. I didn't feel comfortable until about three or four minutes left. Once Devin White made the interception, then I felt more comfortable and realized, oh, yeah, my favorite team just won the Super Bowl. Not only just won it, they won it in their own stadium. Like I said, lots of stuff I'm going to break down with the Super Bowl. Lots to give you my takes on uh, for what happened yesterday between Brady and Mahomes. Uh, what happened between Tampa Bay's defense and Kansas City's offense. Talk about the penalties as well. But first, some big news. Montana State has their new head coach, Brent Vegan, who is serving as the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach at the University of Wyoming. Again, this is a guy that was also an assistant at North Dakota State back in the early part of the decade. And so this was a guy that's coached two NFL quarterbacks, guys like Carson Wentz and Josh Allen. This is a guy that brings some notoriety to this position. But at the same time, and this is where, again, I'm going to look at it. Unfortunately for the Montana State Bobcats, they had a lot of people that it's, you never know in those situations because they say they turned them down, but maybe Montana State said, okay, we appreciate you coming in, but we're not going to go this direction. There is that possibility. We're not privy to the meetings and how those meetings go. 
So maybe Montana State just like, okay, this guy just doesn't feel like the right fit for us. We brought him in. We've had as many conversations as we want. So maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe there were some conversations like, okay, we appreciate you coming in, but we're just not going to go this direction. And there might have been coaches that have just said, you know what? Hey, listen, not interested anymore. Appreciate your time. I'm out of here. So this process took a little longer than I think some people might have wanted to or would have liked. But again, I just don't see the point in rushing this situation. Because think about this, and going back to the NFL for just a second. Had the teams that were still looking for a head coach, you play, it's a double-edged sword. The teams that had head coaching positions open, had they interviewed guys like Eric Benamy and Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich, had they, if teams had to wait till after the Super Bowl to make a hire, which would allow them to take some time, do their due diligence, get all the candidates that they want together, allow for that because it's always such a rush. You got to get you got to get the hottest candidate, you got to get the biggest name. You have to wait if you had to wait until after the Super Bowl to get coaches. I wonder how that would change things. Because again, you look at what Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich, you're telling me right now had those positions still been open that those teams would not be calling on those two guys right now. So I, I, I like when teams take their time trying to find the right person because, yeah, you do want a big name. You want a big splash. You want the fans to feel excited about the head coach you're hiring. You want that. You want to generate a ton of attention. You want to generate a ton of action and excitement. But at the same time, what's going to happen is, is you want to make sure that, I mean, listen, all head coaches get fired at some point. All right. Some guys are very few head coaches are lucky enough to coach 30 years with the same team and not get fired. Even, I mean, even look at Bobby Bowden. He didn't go out on his terms. Bobby Bowden was kind of forced out, pushed out. And he'd been with FSU for God knows how long. So at the end of the day, every coach is going to get fired at some point. But you want to make sure that you get the right guy. Again, you want what happened this time around. You want your head coach to succeed and you kind of want your head coach to take a bigger job if that's what he wants to do and then go that route because you know you're having success. Sometimes getting a big name sometimes doesn't always work out. So I'm not saying that Brent Vegan can't work out, but I do have some concerns. There are concerns about, okay, he's had some question marks in his time both at North Dakota State and at Wyoming. Not in terms of character or anything like that, but questions and play calling. Now, that's going to be a big question that we're going to ask because we're going to find out and chat with Colton Poole tomorrow here on the Knock On Sports. We're going to get Colton Juanez on the show Wednesday. Uh, we'll ask both of these guys. But my question is, is Brent Vegan going to be calling plays as the head coach? Or is he going to have an offensive coordinator do that uh, for him? And he's going to, as we saw Jeff Chope, be that administrator, be that manager because that's what a head coach is, delegates. Obviously, he's also got to put together the staff, which means he also has to find another defensive coordinator as well for the Montana State Bobcats. So, again, uh, you look at Brent Vegan, it looks like a great hire. Obviously, we can't tell anything until we get to the football season in August. But, again, you, if you're a Bobcats fan, you feel a symptom of optimism because now you know the direction that you're going. If there's one thing that Brent Vegan's also been able to do is cultivate quarterbacks. Again, as I mentioned, his resume speaks for itself when you talk about the guys he's coached. He is coach Josh Allen. He is coach Carson Wentz. Two guys that have been to the top of the pyramid within the NFL. Again, Carson Wentz up for an MVP. Josh Allen was in the conversation. Josh Allen just finished one of his best seasons. But again, I'm just curious. Can Brent Vegan, one, get great quarterback recruits to Montana State? And at the same time, 
because you don't have to change this train. This train don't need a whole lot of different parts or different cars on it already. The track's pretty good. The cars are on it pretty good. Uh, obviously, a different conductor leading this thing now. But this train really don't need to change much that's on the tracks right now. You got good defense. You got good offensive and defensive line play. You got good running backs as well because you can run and hammer the football against teams. The thing Brent Vegan needs to improve obviously and hopefully this is with his hire is going to help is the quarterback position to get elite quarterback play out of that position because you've been getting elite play all over the rest of the football team but that's been the one position under coach Jeff Jote that hasn't had that elite uh elite play yet so can Brent Vegan get that that is the question so I'm very curious again what's going to happen with the staff what's going to happen with players can Brent Vegan keep this keep these keep this roster together uh, again he's got to make sure one that he's uh, keeping the recruits in the state of Montana happy and make sure that they can want to sign up for him and at the same time then get the guys that maybe were brought out of state by Jeff Choate or others and make sure they stay on this roster as well so we'll be curious to see if anybody uh, else transferred you know Greg Filer was at least one name I haven't seen another name from Montana State enter the transfer portal uh, but again that could change over the next couple of months so, again, for Bobcats fans, definitely a sense of optimism. I will say this, Brent Vegan also has a large shadow over him, all right? And what I mean by that shadow is Jeff Choate's shadow of the fact that he's 4-0 against the Grizz, all right? I think for Brent Vegan, and again, obviously he's going to want to win the in-state rivalry, but I kind of feel like Brent Vegan needs to make it 5-0. and I feel like Brent Vegan, to get off on the right foot with Bobcats fans and not to start feeling a little pressure, is he's got to beat Montana, that's another key in this. There's another priority there. You got to beat Montana. You got to beat Bobby Houck. All right. Grizz fans didn't exactly want to see Jeff Choate leave because they at least want another crack at him. So that way he didn't leave with an undefeated mark. But, you know, obviously we know how that's going to go. Jeff Choate left and he's already got an undefeated record against Montana. That's not going to change unless he comes back. And we don't know if that'll ever happen. So for Brent Vegan, I think to give himself, because I think you look at Jeff Choate, especially those first couple seasons, you want to know why he was able to have success and there was some patience. There wasn't a lot of pressure and I'm sure there was, but again, not as much pressure was because he was beating the Grizz. That's that type of rivalry. If Montana state does have a, a not so great season as they did those first couple of years with Choate, you get a win against your in-state rival. That solves a lot of things for that season. The animosity and the frustration kind of ease, you know, it's just kind of taking that edge off when you beat your in-state rival, if you don't have a great season. So for Brent Vegan, I think he's got the roster to have a great season, but this roster and him need to be able to make sure that they beat the Grizz because, again, I think if he loses one game, even as a good season, we're really going to see what the, the imprint of Brent Vegan on this roster is going to be, not this year, not even next year. I think it's going to be two to three, I think it's going to be three years from now that we're really going to see, okay, the Brent Vegan plan in action. So, again, a very interesting hire. We'll see how this guy does as he comes back to the FCS. Again, one of his top priorities is going to be getting the quarterback position to an elite level, but at the same time making sure everything else that's been there that's already elite at that, at Montana State right now doesn't change drastically either. I'm very curious to see what he does with his coaching staff as well as there's still some really good coaches on that staff right now. Uh, you, one guy that comes to mind, uh, Coach Robertson, from Montana State, I would definitely keep him on uh, as a recruiting coordinator. Um, we'll see what uh, Coach Vegan wants to do. I have not yet heard when there will be a press conference at this point, but believe you me, here on the Knock On Sports, we will get Coach Brent Vegan on the show 
at the earliest convenience in which we can get him and chat with him and uh, find out more about him uh, in the coming days. So those are my thoughts on Montana State and their head coach that's been named. Give you an update on Flatted's head coaching search. Again, the job went open to the start of February. Do not look for any kind of immediate news in the next couple of weeks. This is not going to be a fast hire, which I think is smart. Again, I like slower hires because you want to make sure you vent every possible candidate that you can get. If you rush, that leads to some mistakes and you don't want to rush this particular plant, this particular move, because obviously this is really big for Flathead going forward. So uh, in terms of Flathead's head coaching search, uh, again, I know the job's open. I know there have been already a lot of applicants uh, to and for the head coaching job at Flathead High School for the football team, um, but I don't expect to hear an announcement until maybe mid-February, at least for finalists, and probably not till April till we hear who the head coach, next head coach will be uh, for the Flathead Braves. So that's the latest updates with head coaching searches. Uh, again, like I said, we'll talk more about this with uh, Colton Poole tomorrow here on the Knock On Sports, and we will chat with uh, Colton Nuanas likely on Wednesday more about the uh, next head coach of the Montana State Bombcats. All guests, join us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Tonight, you can expect to hear from Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals Podcast. He'll join me in about 15 minutes. We're going to get his thoughts on the Super Bowl and what his takes were between the Bucks and the Chiefs. We'll also talk about Russell Wilson winning Walter Payton Man of the Year Award and Cam and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run it back next year. We'll talk about all that and much more with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast later tonight. The Knock On Sports is sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union, helping you plan and succeed today for, for today and always. Some things never change, like Whitefish Credit Union's commitment to you. Contact them at 862-3525 or visit whitefishcu.com, where they belong to you. Coming up next year on the Knock On Sports, we'll talk more about Super Bowl 55, my reactions, and what, what does this mean for the GOAT? What does this mean for Patrick Mahomes going forward? That's next year on the Knock On Sports.